Film Pulse is supported by the kind donations from listeners like you. Please consider subscribing to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash filmpulse for just $1 a month and help keep the podcast on the air. Thank you so much and enjoy the show. This is Ryan watching the movie where we get our friend Ryan to watch a movie and tell us what he thought. On balls in the lobby yard. Watching the Grubbian Crawl. Magi. <laughs> if you're listening to this, don't even waste your time. Hello and welcome to Ryan Watches the Movie. This is episode number 247. My name's Adam Patterson. Joining me today, we got Kevin Rakestraw. How are you, Kevin? Doing all right. We're also joined by Ryan Holes. How are you? Pretty good. What movie did we have you watch this week? Poetic Justice. Poetic Justice. This is from 1993. This is written and directed by John Singleton. Picked this in honor of All Eyes on Me coming out this week. The Tupac biopic. This movie stars Tupac Shakur alongside Janet Jackson. I have a synopsis here. In this film, we see the world through the eyes of main character Justice, a young African-American poet. A mail carrier invites a few friends along for a long overnight delivery run. (laughs) What? That's what... That's what it says on. Is that a thing in the 90s? I don't know. That's what it says on IMDb. A mail carrier invites a few friends along for a long overnight delivery run. You guys, do you fucking remember those mail delivery parties in the early 90s? Oh, man. They were so epic. Oh, they were were so great. (sighs) You just get everybody together when you had to do those runs. You're delivering that mail, and you guys are just hanging out and chilling. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Ryan, tell us a little bit about Poetic Justice. Well, they had, uh, I need to say, first of all, they had many adventures that were like 1990s related adventures. Ooh, classic 90s adventures? Yeah. Um, okay, so there's a squirrel, and her name is Justice. And you find out that her grandma passed away like two years beforehand. And her mom committed to us like a bit beforehand. So it's only her. And she has a house. And she has a cat. So, and they make a big deal of introducing the cat. And the only reason I can think of is to prove that. She's in a deep depression, and she's on her way to becoming a cat lady. Mm-hmm. So, she has a friend who is dating the guy that works at the birth office with Tupac, and there is music being recorded so, by Tupac's cousin. So, their plan is to all go and listen, meet up with them and listen to them. So, they do that. And that's where the post office truck comes in. And it's kind of weird because at the beginning of the journey, they're all like, this girl, Janet Jackson, Tupac, barely know each other. 
and they're cutting their own world in the front seat. And in the back of the truck, the other two are cutting their own little world back there. My own little world, I mean, at one point then, back there, having sex while being driven in a mail truck. And no one seems to hear anything. Um, they go, they got mail truck. There are a few uh, points where one point they, okay, the first thing they do is they go to a barbecue, a family barbecue, and they pretend to be part of this family. And I kind of remember people in movies back in the 90s doing that a lot in real life. <laughs> and I think it was fun. And in it real life. Fun. So okay. they go to this place, and they hang out with some people and eat some food. And the other guy going up getting pissed off at each other. Because the girl flirts with another guy, even though every other one she meets there, she tells them that they're married. So everyone's you know, like, why the fuck, why are you with your husband, wife, what did? So they continue their journey, and they go a fair, like a carnival type fair. And they do some more talking and find out a little, a little more about each other. And then they continue the journey. They stop again where the other two are arguing. And they get out of the truck, continue arguing outside. And the guy ends up punching a girl in the face. And Jim's actually like, are you going to do anything about this? And Tupac's like, nope, I'm not. It's not my business. So she is a truck. Runs up to the other guy, kicks him in the balls. And once he regains, I guess, feeling, he <laughs> goes to her. At which point, Tupac jumps out of the truck and, you know, breaks him up. And they end up leaving this guy on the side of the road. And they return home after all their journeys. They return home and they find out that this cousin that made music is Tupac. He was in, ended up being killed. And Tupac played a translation on the fact that if they weren't hanging out or if they weren't screwing off and only did what they had to do, he would have been back in time to save him. So they're angry at each other for like two or three months. And then out of nowhere, he walked in the hair salon with his daughter, the hair salon where they can work. And they end up sharing touching moment. <laughs> and they, I, I assume they become together 
And that's it. Hmm. All right. So what'd you think of it? I saw it before when I was little. Oh. I was a little younger. All right. And it was cool. Did it hold up? Uh, I thought it did. Like, the very opening scene was Jazz Jackson with her other boyfriend at a drive-in movie theater. And he is played by Q-Dim, which I completely forgot about. But that got me excited because that guy's pretty neat. That guy's <laughs> pretty neat. <laughs> he has a big shot in the face. And then the whole movie continues obviously about him because he's dead. Yeah. Uh, I like how you have to point out that it continues without him. <laughs> I never saw this movie. Uh, Kevin, have you yeah. seen this movie? I think I have. I, I don't. I don't think I have. I mean, I might have when I was younger, and just I, you know, completely forgotten it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's possible because my brother was a huge Tupac fan, so I could definitely see that. Yes, yeah. this. Yeah, I I don't remember anything about it. It was this like, was it a comedy? Because from from a lot of the uh, stuff you're describing, sounds like it was kind of goofy. No, was so it was yeah. all just played straight. Uh, it was like a drama slash love story. I mean, I knew that there was obviously the the love story was front and center, but I didn't know. The whole like mail truck going around, going to parties, yeah, pretending like you're supposed to be there. Just it sounded like a like a like a fun romp through. Where does it take place? Compton. Yeah, it sounded like a fun romp through Compton. And young Doctor Dre's in that which No, he's not. He's that not really makes it because. Brought back to the nineties. Well, yeah, I mean, looking at this movie, I don't know if there is a more nineties movie than than this. I love that Tupac had a nose ring. I think that that people f- seem to forget the fact that Tupac was rocking the nose ring, but he made it work. Like, I not, often wondered why. There's not why it worked or why he had one. Why I had one? Well, it was just Could. a. Just a fashion choice. He didn't give a shit. But he's like one of the only men that I know of that could be like, yeah, I have a nose ring. And you still think he's sort of a badass. Which is which is odd, too, that you haven't really seen more people do it. I think there's some. You know, I, I think like two chains, maybe. I'm thinking oh, like, really? I'm thinking two chains. Oh, well, maybe. It could be wrong. It could be wrong. But I think there's somebody. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I you think, think you are right. Because, uh, uh, yeah, there weren't even a lot of like men that had nose rings back in the '90s. I mean, it was more prevalent, but you still didn't see that many men that had. You saw a lot of women that had. Yeah, nose rings. I totally expected Jed Jackson to have one or two bugs, not them. Your expectation it was the exact opposite. Oh, flipping the, the script. So your so your expectations. Of nose rings was just upended. 
The, w- the world went topsy turvy. Oh, my own mail truck. I love the mail truck. I love thinking that going into this movie, your first thought was, "I'm pretty sure Janet Jackson is gonna have a new screen." Tupac, I'm pretty sure he's not De- going to. Tupac's definitely not going to have a nose ring. What? <laughs> what? Oh, no. This time I thought I might have thought of that the first time. This time I was like, wow. Here's a nose ring and I completely forgot that. Yeah. And I just think it's, an interesting... it's nothing. It's just an interesting observation about the, the uh, fashion, the 90s fashion. <laughs> All right, so it sounds like you were you were pretty up on this. Like this one, this one was pretty good. Yeah, it wasn't terrible. I mean, it wasn't awesome, but it wasn't terrible. How was Tupac's acting? It was alright for what he did. For the character he played, it seemed pretty believable. Okay, I think this was was this his first? No, it wasn't his first role. Interestingly, his first role is credited to Nothing But Trouble, which is funny because that's that uh, the Dan Aykroyd comedy. I don't know if you guys saw that. It is yeah. ri- absolutely ridiculous. The Chevy Chase, Dan Aykroyd, John Candy movie. Oh, uh, he must have been because it says it Digital was, Underground. Yeah, so. he was. Um, there was like a cameo from uh, Digital Underground. So it's his his days back when he was a backup dancer. Yeah. And uh, his first, like, real role was Juice. Hell yeah, Juice. He was in Juice. Yeah, he was in A Different World. Salt and Pepper featuring En Vogue. What a man. I like how some music videos are. It's like, on IMDb, it's like, there's some music videos on here, but not all music. Like, how do they decide which music videos go on here? Mm, Above the Rim? Hell yeah, Above the Rim. That movie was awesome. Bullet? Gridlocked, gang related. Gang related was his last movie in 1997. He played a cop, a cop in that one. Hmm. Him and Jim Belushi. Are you serious? Yeah. Him and Jim Belushi are partners in gang related. I think so. I never saw it, but I think that's what it was. Oh my god! Shout outs to Jim Belushi on the new Twin Peaks, by the way. On the new Twin Peaks? Yeah, he's in the new Twin Peaks. But who isn't? I wouldn't be surprised if Tupac showed up in the new Twin Peaks. Damn, that would be insane. <laughs> just to just to let you know, because I'm looking more into this gang related business. Jim Belushi, Tupac, playing partners, right? You also got Dennis Quaid, James Earl Jones, Gary Cole in this movie. Wow. Like this I need to I need to watch this. Yeah, I might have to add this one to my uh watch list here. Yeah, I love that the first the first trivia is the word fuck and its derivatives are said more than 165 times. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, nice. I don't know. I think uh I think that he could have had a pretty pretty strong acting career yeah. had he not had he not been killed. Like it would have been I I I often think about where Tupac and Biggie would be if they didn't get killed, like where they would be in their careers, would they like, would Tupac have just switched over to acting like completely and not done the music stuff so much anymore? Or would he just 
would he stick with the music? Like what, where would they be? Where do you think, where do you think Tupac would be now, Kevin? Probably doing a little bit of that, a little bit of everything. Do you think he'd be like, uh, like, like Nas where? I think he'd put out an album every now and then, but I think he probably would have, I think his, his acting career would have picked up. I think you're right. I think, I think he would have been in more stuff. I think there probably was one movie that was going to be heading his way that would have been the breakout. And that would have been yeah. the thing that like pushed him <laughs> into, you know, like uh, ice cube territory or maybe even above that ice tea territory. Tone Loke is awesome. <laughs> Tone Loke should be in every movie. Uh, I enjoy him. <laughs> that should be a rule. Anytime Tone Loke pops up in a movie, I'm I'm instantly into it. <laughs> you, I love that he plays a guy named J Bone too. J Bone. <laughs> J Bone. So, did you uh, were you a Tupac fan growing up, Ryan? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Now, now, were you a Tupac fan or Biggie fan? I like Mofey. Well, you gotta like one more than the other. Uh, it's a rule. Uh, it's a rule. But what? I think most people probably. I don't know. I mean, I, I think they're both very. They're both very talented. Yeah, I was. I, I, I mean, I liked both, but I was never really into either one. Well, at the time, I wasn't like back when they were big. I wasn't either. Like, uh, but I wasn't really into. I really wasn't into rap music at all back then. I think if I had to pick at that at that time period, I'm trying to think of who I was into at that time. If I had to pick, I'd probably go with, like, the Spin Doctors. If I'd pick, like, maybe Spice One. I think I was really into Spice One at that time. Fushnickens? Fushnickens, hell yeah. I was actually just thinking about them today. That's fucked up. (laughs) I'm like, what's going on? I wonder what they're doing right now. Fushnickens. I don't know what they're doing. Probably probably nothing. They probably have regular jobs at this point. I would imagine, yeah. DOS Effects? Hell yeah. They were around this time, that time. They were fantastic. Big fan of them. Black Sheep. Oh, yeah. I was obsessed with Black Sheep. EPMD. Farside. At this point, we're just just naming 90s, early 90s hip-hop groups. (laughs) Why not? It's always a fun exercise. It's always a a fun time to take a stroll down memory lane. All right, let's talk about John Singleton. So, he this is probably one of the bigger directors that we'll talk about on this show every now and then we'll, we'll venture into some of the bigger, the bigger people that have actually recognizable movies under their belt. So he did uh, boys in the hood is probably his most famous movie, his big claim to fame. Uh, still love boys in the hood like that. That movie for me, it's a little, it gets a little melodramatic. Like it's a little cheesy now, but I still think that it holds up. Uh, then he did Poetic Justice. He did uh, he did a bunch of music videos during this time too. Like he did uh, some Michael Jackson music videos. He did Higher Learning. Mm-hmm. Remember Higher Learning? Oh mm-hmm. boy, mm-hmm. man, love that movie. He did uh, Rosewood. I didn't even realize he did Rosewood. I did not like that movie with uh, John Voight and Ving Rhames. Uh, let's see. Then he did Shaft. He did the uh, that was the the remake. Now, the next one, am I wrong in remembering that Ryan was a fan of this? Oh, Ryan was all about the next one, which was Baby Boy. 
with uh, Tyrese. Are you serious? No way. You you love <laughs> Baby Boy so much. I can't think I've never seen that in my entire life. You've never seen Tyrese Gibson in Baby Boy no. with Ving Rhames and Snoop Dogg. I've seen no. Baby Boy. How can how how is it that I've seen it and you claim to not have seen this? I'm pretty well, sure he saw this. I probably saw it at your house. Because you guys were making fun of me, so I never watched it. <laughs> we made fun of you so mercilessly. Because I like that one song. Oh, so this is one of those instances where you bought the DVD of Baby Boy, and we we hounded you with heckles and whatnot, <laughs> and you we essentially like put you into this like pit of depression where you never ended up watching Baby Boy. Thank goodness. Or you bought the Baby <laughs> Boy soundtrack. And yeah. we're playing it, and we made fun of you yeah, for that. Sort of, but at some point, while you while you were sleeping, Adam popped it in the DVD player <laughs> and, watched and watched the whole me. thing. He's like, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to mention this to anyone. Never happened. I can tell you right now, I did not love Baby Boy. I didn't like Baby Boy at all. Most I can tell you right of... now, it's two hours and ten minutes long, so I know the number one critique I'm going to lob against Baby Boy if I ever see <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was long. It, it was uh, it was one of these kind of... I mean, it was, he was going for like a modern Boys in the Hood vibe, but it just it didn't didn't work on that level. Uh, then he did, fat, he did Too Fast, Too Furious. Pretty sure Ryan saw that one. Yeah, pretty sure you uh, saw Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah. That one, I think, was one of the worst ones in the whole series. Couldn't stand that one. Four Brothers? So. <laughs> what did you think of Four Brothers? Did you like that one? I did. I. That's one of the ones that's on DNT and I watch it all the time. Oh, it's one of those TNT movies. Uh-huh. Those sweet cable movies. Did you see Four Brothers, Kevin? I did not, no. I think I did, but I I remember very little about it. I remember that critics hated it, but I, if I remember correctly, I kind of liked it. Uh, although I could be getting it mixed up with Knockaround Guys, which I think came out around the same time. If I'm remembering that, Knockaround Guys. When did Knockaround Guys come out? 2001. Oh, this came out four years later. Damn. I don't remember the exact opposite. I remember very little about Dark Crown, guys. Well, I don't remember anything about that movie either. I don't remember anything about movies I saw fucking yesterday, so. Wasn't it Chris for Walker in that? Knockaround, guys? I think. I, I know Barry Pepper was in it. Oh, Barry Pepper. No Pepper action. Be Pep. Uh, so, they, so, Four Brothers. Then he did a 30 for 30 documentary. Uh, followed by Abduction in 2011. That was the one with Taylor Lautner. No idea he did that one. Is is Taylor Lautner still a thing? No. No. He's done. <laughs> He's done. Wow. Uh, oh, maybe he was like doing some stuff. No, nah, I think he was... Uh, in, the, in the old underground. He was in some Adam Sandler movie, I think. Maybe. I feel so that's probably the only work he's getting. Oh, uh, he's in the show Scream Queens. 
Okay. On Fox. He but was yeah, in he's, he's in ten episodes of that. He was in that movie Run the Tide. He played a mm-hmm. character named Raymond Hightower. I don't know why I find that name completely goofy. Unrealistic. Yeah, he was in the Ridiculous Six and he was in Grown Ups too. So yeah, he's doing some Sandler work. <laughs> All right, what do we have for Singleton? I think that pretty much brings us. Yeah, that pretty much brings us current. He did an episode of Empire. He did an episode of American Crime Story. He did an episode of Rebel. He did an episode of Billions. He did two episodes of Snowfall. So I don't know. Maybe he's uh, he might have been relegated. Might have been relegated to TV. It seems like he's been focusing on TV work lately. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Like TV, I think is we're in a really great time for TV. But the problem I always have with directors, like movie directors going to TV, is I feel like a lot of times they lose their voice when they do TV shows. Yeah. Sometimes. Because like I watch, I watch a show Outcast on Cinemax, and I've been catching up with the second season of that, and they have some really great directors. Like Ty West and uh, uh, I think Adam Wingard did a bunch of episodes of that. And like they are good people, really cool directors. And all the episodes don't, they all kind of feel the same. They don't feel like, oh man, Ty West directed this episode. So it's going to be, you know, it's going to be something else. All right, Ryan, any final thoughts on Poetic Justice before you give your drum roll? Worth a while. Worth a look? All right. Let's go ahead and give you a drum roll. What do you give Poetic Justice? Five. Oh, that's a five straight down the middle. I thought for sure that was going to be like a six, at least. Yeah. Uh, I'm probably get better. I don't even know. <laughs> I get braided. What if I braided a six? What? What if you rated a six? Well, what do you mean, what if you rated a six? <laughs> You can do whatever you what, want. Uh, what movies have I rated? Oh, what movies oh, have you rated six? We don't have uh, time for this. Yeah, I don't know. You, there were a number of sixes. I know I know for a fact that you had a number of sixes in the past. I, I want to say like George Washington maybe is a six. I know Clown you gave. Uh, maybe Clown was a seven. Damn. Yeah, we yeah, can figure that out. What's the highest one? But just not worth that. that Better than clown, but why they switch? Okay. You would think at this point in time, because we kind of run this, that we would know the history of Brian Watches. Oh movie. God, there's been, well, I mean, we back when we were like 50, I knew, but yeah, when we're 200 and we're we're approaching 250 of them. I they all kind of bleed together. I will go through and start. Like marking just crunch, them, yeah, just crunch some numbers on that sucker. Letterbox tells him, yeah, we could go letterbox, I guess. Yeah, I'll look at I'll look on letterbox and see see what's going on. So, what do you think about this All Eyes on Me movie coming out? Uh, I think the guy playing the rock is a fun cartoon character. He looks like a cartoon character. Yeah, I think he looks exactly like Tupac. His eyebrows are. A way too bushy. That's, that's mm. what makes him a cartoon character. Mm. <laughs> His eyebrows are too bushy. His fucking eyebrows, man. Get those eyebrows under control. Maybe you'll look like Tupac. 
I'm not. Uh, I'm actually not really interested in this for some for some reason. Like I was, like uh, straight out of Compton. I was into that. I enjoyed is that. It, is it gonna be like that? I don't think it's gonna like, be as good. I don't know about that. I would probably. I would probably say it's gonna be closer to Notorious, which was the biopic about Biggie that came out uh, several years ago. Like that movie was okay, but it wasn't anything memorable i mean looking at the director of this movie benny boom benny boom benny boom he really didn't do anything like he did next day air in 2009 which was uh that that mike epps comedy Uh. that that looks pretty bad so i don't know i don't know what to think what do you think about this one kevin Uh, no thanks I just don't like. I know that it's like a a, a Tupac thing, but I, I don't like the Z. I don't like the the all the, the Z and eyes. Oh, that's what keeps you. Keeps you from watching. I just like. That. Well, that's one of the things. That and the bushy eyebrows. Jesus. You feel, you feel big for my bushy eyebrows comment, but you're commenting on. A letter. Yeah. I'll comment on that and the bushy eyebrows all day. Yeah. I've crowded over here. <laughs> I just don't want to see it because that biopics <laughs> terrible, usually. I wish they would do interesting things when it comes to biopics. Like some movies do it. They they try to present up the person's life in an interesting way. Like I thought that the the uh this the Sorkin Steve Jobs movie did the biopic in an interesting way, but most of them are just so paint by numbers. Yeah. And it's just like, eh, I don't need that. I mean, straight out of Compton, I thought did it did it pretty well. It's entertaining. There are more characters than both. More I mean like yeah, but yeah. I think it all it all, it's also a matter of like what gauges my interest. Like if they did a, a Wu Tang biopic, mm-hmm. I'd be all over that. I would be all over a Wu Tang clan biopic. That's what we need. Make it happen. All right, Ryan. Any final thoughts on All Eyes on Me, Poetic Justice? Bushy eyebrows. All right. There we go. Bushy eyebrows. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. You can send us your questions and topics to podcast at filmpulse.net. Follow us on Twitter at filmpulse.net, at filmpulsekevin, and at my legs don't work. If you have a minute take a look at our patreon page patreon.com slash film pulse consider helping us out by becoming a subscriber for kevin rakestraw and ryan holes my name is adam patterson we'll see you next week see you later